Alright, good morning kids. It is about 7 a.m. in the morning on Christmas break. You kids are still comatose. Up and up for at least an hour or so. Um, and, uh, it's just freezing in our room because the windows are just open because of just falling out of the frame. So I'm up and uh, figured uh, if I can't sleep and everyone else is asleep, I might as well go up and read some more. But continuing, continuing with Job. Well, that's how, it's been a few weeks since I've recorded. Sorry about that. It just, it's, it's so hard to get on a schedule for this. And um, we just finished Christmas. And in a few days, we're going to celebrate New Year's. Christmas is great. You kids are all very appreciative. Um, a few hiccups, but I mean, every. No Christmas is going to be perfect, you know? So. <sighs> it's a cold snap going through our town. It's like in the 40s, which is kind of rare for uh, winter over here. It really is. So we've really been uh, we've been blasting our heater pretty pretty um, heavily. And then I saw the PG&E bill. I was like, no, we're not going to be blasting that anymore. It's like almost as much as our, our mortgage. So we're going to curb that so I turn one of our heaters off and our house is cold <clears throat> so we uh, your mom wants to do a scavenger hunt with you guys today I don't know if that's going to be feasible because it's it'd be like on, on bikes sorry it's really bumpy around here you would be on bikes and uh, in the rain, of course. And I don't know if the kids are going to be so down for that. I don't know if I'm down for that. But let's see. Christmas was a lot more sparse this year. I'm trying to be better stewards of our money. But you kids still enjoyed it. And one of you, I think the namesake, said... Uh, Christmas was great, even before Grandma brought all the gifts she brought. Your grandma brought screens. So a lot of you guys got iPads or portable gaming systems. And so, you kids really enjoyed that. I mean, your grandma really spoiled you guys this year. Really. I think she just took you guys out and you guys chose your gifts. I think that one of you said something like that, so. <clears throat> but. Oh, it's cold. I'm very thankful to be in my truck because it is warm. This heater is a pretty good heater. Last night, your mom and I did some, did couples yoga, and we um, left you guys alone, which was a little nerve-wracking at first, but we got home, you guys were fine, so maybe we'll do that more often. It's... It's hard, you know, these, what's it called, moments, 
called stepping stones, but milestones. Um, they're incremental, but last one was, was a pretty big one. We left you guys home, and you guys seem to be fine. It's sprinkling a little bit, so if you hear windshield wipers, it's that's what you hear. Some a, a chai latte of Pete's. Then we'll head out and read some Job. Job I love. Um, this is one of the it's one of the tougher books in the Bible for me, but I I truly appreciate it. Everyone goes through everybody goes through some Job experience. Maybe you guys are going through an experience right now. Job is different than most sufferings in the Bible because Job really didn't deserve it, but it's it's interesting um, the way people see themselves going through sufferings, like the things I'm going through, I caused myself. You know, I think I deserve all of it. And that's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to rectify, um, or not rectify, but, uh, what I should say, what I'm trying to say, it, it, it's hard for me to deal with that and have a strong faith. know stuff soon enough, it's just, your dad's under a lot of stress, a lot, and I know that I'm surrounded by people that are saying, oh, you'll get through it, you got it, which is essentially meaningless to me at this point, I need some hard answers, and I'm not getting them, but, you know, sometimes we don't get answers, we have questions, I think maybe just dealing with that, worship an invisible God, I, I should not expect to always get answers. The other day, my, <clears throat> my dad would have turned 77, and I was more surprised at, and I'm changing the subject by the way, I was more surprised at how little I really thought about it. Um, my dad was born December 27th, 1945, and I'm, uh, I was kind of surprised at, and how, how much I didn't, it didn't weigh me down. I know where my dad is, and I'm sure it's so amazing, he probably hasn't even thought twice about Earth, but, I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you know, one day I'm going to be gone, and, uh, you know, your feelings are right. So don't, it's not going to affect me either way how you feel about my passing. Put you guys on pause real quick. Or not, just a corner. Yes, sir. No, thank you. 
okay. Oh, so yeah, I don't know what to say. Get my cash out. Hang on a second, guys. Job. Sorry, it's like all dead air. It's in my heater blasting. I roll my window up, but then like as soon as I roll it up, there they'll have the drink ready. more things your mom wants to do today. She was kind of sad. Although she did go for a bike ride. Thank you very much. Have a great one. We did go, you guys did go for a bike ride yesterday while I had to appear in court on some stuff. this week off and it's been nice we haven't really planned anything usually we plan everything crazily but but not not this week we decided we're just gonna take it slow and it's caused some stress your mom is a planner she likes planning stuff she likes having everything laid out so we know exactly what we're doing all the time I'm more of a, let's just chill. Let's just hang out. We do enough during the week. But no, you guys, I think you went on like a two or three hour bike ride yesterday. And your sister wasn't feeling well, so she stayed home and slept. And I completely forgot she was there. Like I was in, after I appeared in the, for the court hearing, I, uh, I, went upstairs and I was not resting but I was just like laying in bed because it's the warmest place in the house and then I heard breathing and it freaked me out for like a good minute then I was like oh no it's it's the entrepreneur I spent the last three days of class substitute teaching for the spy his class I don't know if you'll remember that that was really fun 
Alright, had fun uh, just being there and helping your teacher out. She had to be out of country. But I, I highly enjoyed that. I highly enjoyed that. sure I'll think of a thousand things to say as I'm ending the podcast, but just waking up, just realizing um, I'm eventually going to get to Song of Solomon, and I don't know how I'm going to handle that. I'm sure you children don't need your father's voice. I don't think you need my voice reading that book to you, so I'm contemplating skipping it, only because... It's it's a book that's meant for you guys to enjoy with your spouses. And I don't think your dad's voice is going to be very helpful in, in that regard. Well, think and pray about it. Maybe your mom and I will read it together. Actually, as those words came out of my mouth, that sounds worse. So... Yeah, Song of Solomon, uh, I mean, that's not for, for a bit, but uh, I think we're going to, I think I'm going to pass on that one. I don't think I'm going to read that one to you guys. For your sake. So. That's a really good shine. Really, really good. Coming up on the base. It feels kind of better when I'm recording this during the day. I mean, it's 7 a.m., the sun's already kind of coming out, but it's overcast. But I feel, I just feel safer to, to uh, do that instead of in the pitch dark in the middle of the night, which is about 90% of the time I, I record. It's nice to see around me. So a few of the times I've felt a little spooked because people just walk by the car and I don't realize that or cars drive up without their headlights on and that's just, for me, that's a red flag. Keep your lights on. But, yeah. well, I'm going to pause this real quick and then we'll get to reading. Okay, that's much better now that I turned my truck off. Just got parked. And uh, looking out at the, at the um, aircraft carrier and um, in this big lagoon. See a lot of fish jumping. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Guess it's that time to start fishing. We are on Job chapter 6 today. <sighs> See how far we could go. But no, uh, <clears throat> no promises. We'll wait for a natural end, you know? Alright. Job chapter 6. 
Then Job answered and said, Oh, that my vexation were weighed, and all my calamity laid in the balances. For then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore my words have been rash. For the arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass? Or the ox low over his fodder? Can that which is tasteless be eaten without salt? Or, or is there any taste in the juice of the mallow? Hang on, what's the mallow? Doesn't say. My appetite refuses to touch them. They are as food that is loathsome to me. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would fulfill my hope, that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. This would be my comfort. I would even exult in pain, unsparring, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my flesh bronze? Have I any help in me when resources is driven from me? He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers are treacherous as a torrent bed, as torrential streams that pass away, which are dark with ice, and where snow hides itself. When they melt, they disappear. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The caravans turn aside from their course. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima look, the travelers of Sheba hope. They are ashamed because they were confident. They come there and are disappointed, for you have now become nothing. You see my calamity and are afraid. Have I said, make me a gift, or from your wealth offer a bribe for me, or deliver me from the adversary's hand, or redeem me from the hand of the ruthless? Teach me and I will be silent. Make me understand how I will have gone astray. How forceful are upright words, but what does reproof from your reprove? Do you think that you can reprove words when the speech of a despairing man is wind? You would even cast lots over the fatherless and bargain over your friend. But now be pleased to look at me, for I will not lie to your face. Please turn, let no injustice be done. Turn now, my vindication is at stake. Is there any injustice on my tongue? Cannot my palate discern the cause of calamity? Chapter 7. Has not man a hard service on earth, and are not his days like the days of a hired hand? Like a slave who longs for the shadow, and like a hired hand who looks for his wages? So I am allotted months of emptiness, and nights of misery are apportioned to me. When I lie down, I say, When shall I rise? But the night is long, and I am full of tossing till the dawn. My flesh is clothed with worms and dirt. My skin hardens, then breaks out afresh. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and come to their end without hope. <clears throat> Remember that my life is a breath. My eye will never see good, and will never again see good. The eye of him who sees me will behold me no more. While your eyes are on me, I shall be gone. As the cloud fades and vanishes, so he who goes down to Sheol does not come up. He returns no more to his house, nor does his place know him any more. Therefore I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul, and I am the sea or a sea monster. Oh, am I a sea 
or a sea monster that you set a guard over me. When I say my bed will comfort me, my couch will ease my complaint, then you scare me with dreams and terrify me with visions, so that I would choose strangling and death rather than my bones. I loathe my life, I would not live forever, leave me alone for my days are a breath. What is man that you make so much of him, and that you set your heart on him, visit him every morning, and test him every moment? How long will you not look away from me, nor leave me alone till I swallow my spit? If I sin, what do I do to you, you watcher of mankind? Why have you made me your mark? Why have I become a burden to you? Why do you not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? For now I shall lie in the earth. You will seek you will seek me, but I shall not be. Second. Um, there's a note in the Bible that talks about Job's physical impairments and uh, which we've gone through some of them uh, painful boils from head to toe severe itching and irritation grief loss of appetite agonizing discomfort insomnia warm and dust infested flesh continu continual oozing of boils hallucinations um, that's what we've covered so far through chapter seven the, the next chapter is decaying skin Shriveled up skin, severe halitosis, relentless pain, skin turned black, raging fever, dramatic weight loss. So that's what that's what uh, Job's going through. So it makes sense that he'd be complaining. All right, chapter eight. Then Bildad, the Shuhite, answered and said, How long will you say these things, and the words of your mouth be a great wind? Does God pervert justice, or does the Almighty pervert the right? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. If you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure, excuse me, did I say this chapter 8? It's chapter 8. If you are pure and upright, surely then he will rouse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. For inquire, please, of bygone ages, and consider what the fathers have searched out. For we are but of yesterday and know nothing. For our days on earth are a shadow. Will they not teach you and tell you and utter words out of their understanding? Can papyrus grow where there is no marsh? Can reeds flourish where there is no water? While yet in flower... And do not cut down, they wither before any other plant. Such are the paths of all who forget God. The hope of the godless shall perish. His confidence is severed, and his trust is the spider's web. He leans against his house, but it does not stand. He lays hold of it, but it does not endure. He is a lush plant before the sun, and his shoots spread over his garden. His roots entwine the stone heap. He looks upon a house of stones. If he is destroyed from his place... Then it will deny him, saying, I have never seen you. Behold, this is the joy of his way, and out of the soil others will spring. Behold, God will not reject a blameless man, nor take the hand of evildoers. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. Those who hate you will be clothed with shame, and the tent of the wicked shall be no more. Chapter 9 then Job answered and said, Truly I know that it is so, but how can a man be in, in the right before God? If one wished to contend with him, 
one could not answer him once in a thousand times. He is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who has hardened himself against him and succeeded. He who removes mountains, and they know it not, when he overturns them in his anger, who shakes the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble, who commands the sun and it does not rise, who seals up the stars, who alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea, who made the bear and Orion, the Pleiades and the chambers of the south, who does great things beyond searching out uh, and marvelous things beyond number. Behold, he passes by me and I see him not. He moves on, but I do not perceive him. Behold, he snatches away. Who can turn him back? Who will say to him, what are you doing? God will not turn back his anger. Beneath him bowed the helpers of Rahab. Just take a pause and drink. How then can I answer him, choosing my words with him? Though I am in the right, I cannot answer him. I must appeal for mercy to my accuser. If I summoned him and he answered me, I would not believe that he was listening to my voice. For he crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not let me get my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a contest of strength, behold, he is mighty. If it is a matter of justice, who can summon him? Though I am in the right, my own mouth would condemn me. Though I am blameless, he would prove me perverse. I am blameless. I regard not myself. I loathe my life. It is all one, therefore, I say. He destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When disaster brings sudden death, he mocks at the calamity of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the faces of his judges. If it is not he, then who is it? My days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They go by like skiffs of reed, like an eagle swooping out on the prey. If I say I will forget my complaint, I will put off my sad face and be good cheer. I became afraid of all my suffering, for I know you will not hold me innocent. I shall be condemned. Why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me into a pit, and my own clothes will abhor me. For he is not a man as I am, that I might answer him, that we should come to trial together. There is no arbiter between us who might lay his hand on us both. Let him take his rod away from me, and let not dread of him terrify me that I would speak with him without fear, for I am not so in myself. Chapter 10. I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good to you to oppress, to despise the work of your hands, and favor the designs of the wicked? Have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of man, or your years as a man's years? that you seek out my iniquity and search for my sin. Although you know that I am not guilty, and there is none to deliver out of your hand, your hands fashioned and made me, and now you have destroyed me altogether. Remember that you have made me like clay, and you will return me to the dust. Do you not pour me out like milk and curl me like cheese? You clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together 
with bones and sinews. You have granted me life and steadfast love, and your care has preserved my spirit. Yet these things you hid in your heart, I know that this was your purpose. If I sin, you watch me and do not acquit me of my iniquity. If I am guilty, woe to me. If I am in the right, I cannot lift up my head. For I am filled with disgrace and look on my affliction. And were my head lifted up, you would hunt me like a lion. And again, work wonders against me. You renew your witness against me and increase your vexation toward me. You bring fresh troops against me. Why did you bring me out of the womb? Would that I had died before any eyes had seen me. And were eyes those uh, I had not been, carried from the womb to the grave, are not my days few? Then cease and leave me alone, that I may find a little cheer before I go, that I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow. The land of gloom, like thick darkness, like deep shadow without any order, where light is as thick as darkness. There's 42 chapters in Job. And I think I'm going to go five at a time. Five. Five is good. Six through, six through ten is good. Well, six through ten is pretty good. Let me pause it for a second. Alright, so we're starting back again. Um, so right now we're in the middle of the dialogue between Job and his friends. His friends are going to keep telling him to repent. And Job is going to keep saying, eh, I, don't, I don't think I'm guilty of anything. Um, and so, they're, so he's not going to repent. Um, it's interesting that Job would take that stance because later on when Jesus comes to earth and says just having hate in your heart is like having murder um, kind of truly explains the law that we can never really live up to so of course Job is guilty of a lot of stuff but I think he's thinking of like the really big ones like no he hasn't committed murder or stolen anything or adultery or use God's name inappropriately so that's the part of Job that always fascinated me is that Job was so certain of his righteousness because um, I am not certain of mine one bit um So, uh, I'm going to head back home. Maybe I'll make some breakfast or something. Hopefully I'll get back in time to shower with your mom. Sorry. Sorry. But I really like your mom. She's gorgeous. I tell people, it's, like it's very obvious when you see a picture of me and your mom from high school, that uh, I had to be really funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Sorry about all the noise and now the, with the podcasting the dead air. It's, it's hard. 
it's hard to get going, you know, guys. It's hard to get motivated. I really didn't want to wake up and read the Bible today, but I think those are the best days to actually read it. If you wait to get in the mood to read the Bible, you'll never do it. And the more you read it, the more you're going to want to read it. So keep that in mind. You guys, I don't know where you are right now in life, but I do know that you should be reading your Bible every day. Just a little bit. I mean, I'm not telling you to like do a dissertation every day, but but it's only going to help. It's something that's only going to help you. So why not do it every day? It's like having breakfast. It's only going to help you to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Have a healthy dose of it. So. Anywho, I'm going to head back home. I'm going to pause it now. You need to listen to me talk errantly for the next 15 minutes as I drive home. Just know this, guys. I, I adore you. I absolutely adore all of you. Even now. We might be fighting right now. I, I don't know what our relationship is going to be like in the future. There might be some serious issues that I've caused. Um, but just know, regardless of what I've done or you've done or said, you know, um, I adore you guys. I'm, I'm smitten with you, with my children. You guys are phenomenal, and I just, I love, I love you unconditionally, implicitly, in infinitum, in forever. And there's nothing you guys could really ever do to change that. So, sorry. (laughs) You got me forever. Anyways. Love you guys so much. Read your Bible. Call your mom. And call each other. Or text each other. I don't know what they're doing. Text. We're doing a lot of texting now. Um, Text your siblings just to tell them hi. And that you love them. Because... One day your mom and I won't be here, and it'll just be you four. So it's my prayer that you guys remain close and support each other. So with that, have a wonderful rest of your day. And in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. to give
and the servants celebrate.